to Hops and Hot Takes. I'm your host, Eric. I'm here with Stephen Glenn <laughs> for the win. Stephen. Still here, Eric. Still here. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about today, so let's get into the beer we are drinking. What are we drinking, Stephen? Eric, to be honest with you, I'm not even sure. It's called Green Man Wayfair IPA. It's for this brewery out of uh, Asheville, which is a great town, by the way. But the IPA, I would say, has a little bite to it. I don't know how you feel. After checking the uh, the date on the can, it might be a year old. That could be influencing my taste buds. What do you think about this IPA? So this beer tastes disgusting. <laughs> and I'm going to give it another shot. I feel like I don't want Gre- I don't want Green Man to sue us. I've actually um, been to Green Man out in Nashville. It's a great brewery. This is part of the reason we do the show to shout out breweries. Yeah. Actually, the problem is the gas station next to Das Barbecue. <laughs> The sell-by date for it's, this for this beer was yeah. was October twenty second, two thousand eighteen. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say that the gas station there is known probably for its craft beer sales, mm-hmm. but given that, try another beer from them for the next podcast. Uh, give it, give them their due. So I think they could make some good stuff. You know what, Green Man, swing and a miss this time, but 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 it wasn't your fault, so don't get too hard. On if yourself. they want to send us some and mail, like you know, like a little promo here, we'd be great. Gracious, you know, for that. Steven, who do we have as the guest making, making their debut on Hops and Hot Takes? Well, I've just met him, but his name's John. <laughs> and, uh, um, he seems all right, even though he did buy this beer. Yeah. Um, so I'm sorry to bad say that. Start, the beer was mine. Strike one. Start. Strike one. But hey, uh, we, we still have, have him here anyway, because he's a, a great Falcons insider. Isn't that right? Hopefully, I will <laughs> add something to this podcast. Which is great because it's draft night, guys, and that's why we're all here. We're going to have a, a podcast and give a live reaction of the Falcons' first-round pick. So let's go ahead and get our predictions in, guys. Who are the Falcons going to draft at number 14? Let me tell you who's going right now. Tell me. Okay, Kyler Murray, Nick Bosa, Quentin Williams, Colin Farrell, Devin White, Daniel Jones, crazy. Uh, CBS has already rated that a D pick. <laughs> uh, Josh Allen, TJ Hawkinson, the tight end. We got our first tight end off the board at eight to the Lions. The Bills have made their pick at number nine. Who do you think it is? Is it is it Ed Oliver? I don't know. They haven't come in yet. <laughs> but uh, so uh, shout out to uh, CBS here. They've got a nice little tracker going with like their ranking of the best player available. And Ed Oliver, they've got ranked number four. Ooh, so value. number four is still out there. And then Jawan Taylor ranked number six. The uh, O lineman from Florida still out there. Montez Sweat eight. Rashawn Gary nine. These guys are still out there. Who do you want the Falcons to pick? At number 14. Ed Oliver. Christian Wilkins. See, I, I want him to go O-line. General Williams is who I was thinking. But I hate to break your heart, Eric. You're going to have to change your pick. Ed Oliver is just going off the board right now to Buffalo at number nine. I will remember <laughs> It was a good. It was a good three minutes. <laughs> we, we thought about will it. Will you remember? So, do you want to change your pick? Yes, I will end up changing my pick to... You know what? When in doubt, sweat. you know what? When in doubt, just pick uh, Alabama offensive lineman Jonah Williams. We just need so much help on the O line. I know, like, okay, so you, you brought back Vic Beasley, right? You've got Grady Jarrett, and I mean, and you've got Tack. I mean, I don't know how many more times we need to draft defensive linemen. Why can we not get a solid 
uh, O lineman in the draft because let's be you honest, just re-signed Adrian Claiborne last year. Yeah, last year Matt Ryan was running for his life back there. So I don't, I don't like uh, if you just. I think if you protect the if you protect Matt Ryan, you get these guys in the uh, backfield to, to get some holes to run through. Offense is going to be great. And if I'm not mistaken, Jonah Williams can play center. So if you're looking for that heir apparent to Mac. I mean, he started as a tackle for Mama as a freshman, which is pretty big deal because you know there they just stack them one by one. Two weeks out from the NFL draft, you start entering into silly season where they you start having all these rumors and all these executives try to deem players and leak it out to the media. Typically, these executives will want to draft this player. So you'll see things where people will start complaining about Jonah Williams' arms. Um, I'm so- <laughs> News alert, he was able to do it, for, <laughs> do it the whole time in Alabama, so I think well, he'll be fine. It's kind of the whole thing with uh, Montez Sweat and his heart condition. Like, no one's ever talked about this till now. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, he was a great player at Mississippi State. And all of a sudden, like, there's this condition. And, you know, again, for the Falcons, the time is of the essence, right? You were only oh, going to yeah. have Matt Ryan for I mean, a I few more years. I mean, it was prime. What do you think, two more years? Yeah. Maybe. So, I mean, he'll, he'll still be able to play for another good, what, five years. But, I mean, I think what at his peak right now, he's probably got a two, maybe three-year window. So I think you got to protect him. Yeah. Who would you be angriest position-wise if the Falcons would draft? Oh, wide receiver. Uh, I mean, if they go and get someone like uh, the Ole Miss receiver, Metcalf, I, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna shut, I'm gonna shut my computer down on the podcast and go home. <laughs> just don't even watch the rest of the draft. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch the rest of the draft. John, what, what about you? I would agree with Stephen. Right, they just paid Muhammad Sanu to come back for another year. You have Ridley. You have, I mean, you're paying Julio this year. Sure. So, you know, which we should trade. What are go we gonna ahead. do? Go, go four wide. I, the other one we that I think would get some other line help. <laughs> I'd be a little disappointed in would be tight end. And that's actually why I'm surprised that a tight end went so early. I, I am too. That was I think that's probably the shocker of the draft so far. Really over Daniel Jones. I, mean, I don't know if he's like a. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Duke quarterback in the in the top six is pretty. That's pretty. It's pretty shocking too. Where are we pick-wise before we get to number 14 with the Atlanta Falcons? World number 10 with the Denver Broncos right now. There is uh, about four minutes left on the clock for them. The Falcons made some drastic changes on their coaching over this past offseason, right? They more or less let go of everybody except for Dimitrov and uh, Coach Quinn. How well does Quinn have to do this year for him to keep his job? They have to make the playoffs. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, you can't have you have to you have to be at least above five hundred. I can't. I can't imagine. Man, I don't. There's so many factors. Because like that's last, why I think making the playoffs is tough. You know, we win nine games. You don't think that's good enough? No, I mean, with Can the talent, with the talent that's house? here right now. But, like, if everybody gets hurt like they did this past year, what do you – I mean, so it'd be hard to hold that against them again. But I definitely see your point. I I'll, I think Dan Quinn's done a really good job while he's there. Uh, I, I think this is a huge year for him, though, right? Because you brought back Vic, 
mm-hmm. that you paid all this money to, picked up an extra fifteen million dollars on this on this contract. I mean, what are you going to do next year? You're going to pay, have to pay Grady Jarrett. You're going to have to pay Keanu Neal. Hopefully, you get, you get the Grady coming. deal done before July. I mean, you've got a lot of stuff right. coming down the pipe. Though it's it's a big year. Do you think it was smart for DeAndre Baker to go to the draft? Mm, okay. Do you think he'll be a first-round pick? I don't think I would go to the NFL draft. If I was someone in DeAndre Baker's situation, I would stay at home. I wouldn't want to deal with the stress. I wouldn't want to deal with the camera painting to me every time. Yeah, being like, oh, traffic this is, is in Times Square. This is the best player available, and he's still sliding on the board. Unless I knew for a fact I was going to be a, I wouldn't even chance it, a top 15 pick. Right, I'd go top ten. I'm, I'm not a top ten. I'm, I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to be there. Yeah, like yeah. I got to be up there. Even some of the people who have been, like, look at um, Jameis Winston, right? Mm. Eating crab legs at home. Yeah, <laughs> pay for maybe not. Who knows <laughs> at that point? Shout out to Tallahassee Publix. <laughs> Let me hit you with the situation. You are a top, let's say, thirty or forty pick. We're watching right now. They're doing their big thing in Nashville. ESPN's really blowing it out. Some people are there. Sometimes if you're kind of later in the rounds, you don't want to be stuck in the green room waiting around. Let's say it's you are going later round. You're not guaranteed to be a first-round pick, so you could slide. What is the move? Are you going to the NFL draft? Are you staying with your family and friends? And if so, where are you watching the draft? Oh, at Hooters for sure. I mean, we're going to order so many pitchers of beer and have some, some serious wings. I'd probably have my draft party at a bowling alley because there'd be something to do, maybe laser tag or something. <laughs> Qzar. Yeah, yeah, just to make sure that you're trying to keep your Arcade mind off games. everything. It'd be tough. I mean, it's it's hard to watch when the camera pans over <laughs> the guys yeah. and they're just like sitting there, like waiting. There's nothing to say. I it it's got to feel like the world is watching you at that mm-hmm. point, even more so than when you're actually on the field playing, right? Speaking of DeAndre Baker and his conundrum about whether to go to the NFL draft or whether to just stay home and watch it with your loved ones, I want to bring up an article that I read recently this past April in The Athletic. This is after DeAndre Baker's pro workout. It says, much of Baker's success came from his desire to be at the best of his position. It's a trait he wants to take to the NFL level, too. I don't really want to be second, Baker said. Second place doesn't really give a, get a prize. I want to be the best at what I want to do. Upon saying this, Baker was reminded of a Ricky Bobby line from Talladega Nights. If you ain't first, you're last. Probably probably one of the top ten movies of our generation. Are you ready to have your mind blown? Mm Mm-hmm. Baker said he had never seen the movie, but smiled and nodded in approval. (laughs) You know you've made it as a movie when all your one-liners are known by everybody that hasn't even seen it. So this ended up blowing my mind until I ended up doing a little research DeAndre Baker was born in 1997. Talladega Nights debuted 2006. Man. So, wow. Right after college. So DeAndre Baker would have been nine years old. <laughs> Which it's not inappropriate for a nine-year-old no, to watch Talladega like, Nights. You wouldn't be interested in it necessarily as if yeah. you were in a high school so or college. So I, I had the same conversation with my wife. So we were watching uh, Old School. Mm-hmm. It was on, the t- on TV the other day. She had never seen it. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I watched this like 50 times in high school <laughs> in one summer. And she was like, she's, you know, obviously a little bit younger than me. And she was like, yeah, I was like nine when that came out. <laughs> and uh, I wasn't allowed to watch that. And I was like, okay, I guess that does kind of make sense, right? 
and it's probably like past this as past this prime by the time like she's you know old enough to really like understand how funny it is so unless you go back and watch it it's, it's not, not in the current cycle yeah. of, of movies out right it's not in the cultural zeitgeist to the yeah. point where everybody's quoting it the only reason you're going to see it is if it's on tv and you have nothing else to do or someone says oh you have to watch this like you did yeah and she loved it well, i mean that's one of those movies that's up there when you think about like old school like napoleon dynamite wedding crashers wedding oh man wedding crashers the hangover movie is kind of recent talladega yeah. nights is there some type of like movie or television show or something that like everybody talks about but that you have not seen? And I'm not talking about Steven in Game of Thrones where he's <laughs> seen every other episode and he, he generally gets the idea and now he hates the show. So for instance, for me, the television show that I've never seen that's my cultural blind spot is Seinfeld. I just never watched really? Seinfeld. You know what? Actually, I'll take it back. Seinfeld and Friends. Oh, I never watched those two, but... I generally know what's going on in Seinfeld and Friends. So if someone brings up a reference, similar to DeAndre Baker, I can pick it up just because I have enough cultural osmosis. Well, yeah. The good and, thing about those shows, you know, too, is like you can pick up anywhere. Like it's kind of its own. Like every it's sh- like The Office where every, yeah, kind of you, you can just go show. in. It's not like Game of Thrones where like you're, you can be totally lost if you go in the middle of it, right? What is a show that you have not really seen – but when someone makes a reference, you're like, oh, yeah, I got it because of one Probably of Star Wars. I've only seen, like, one Star Wars movie. So I, that's what I was going to say, Star Wars. And mm-hmm. my uh, my wife and her family has tried to since educate me on Star Wars, and I just can't really get into it. I feel so left out now. Not so much with Star Wars, but with Game of Thrones because it's more current. Mm-hmm. And, it feels, and it's the same way when the Star Wars movies comes out, right? Like, everybody's going to see everybody's talking about it. And with Game of Thrones, it's the same way. Everybody's at the office is like, are you watching it? Have you seen it? Like, have you seen the last episode? And I feel like kind of left out because you feel like everybody's talking about GOT and like, there's a little cult going on. You... I met some buddies for beers last night and they were talking about the new Avengers Endgame movie mm-hmm. that is coming out. I did not know that there have been 22 movies, <laughs> Marvel movies, yeah. before this one. I've seen two. Tell me where I can put myself in the middle. Yeah, I've <laughs> to seen where I can catch up. And two watch it. of those twenty-two. That seems very daunting to like try to get into. So currently, I read. So it first came out in China last night. Since they're ahead of us, and it's already made. I think like a hundred million dollars. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> I think this is the. I don't know. I have no idea either. But this is like the last. This is like the end, right? Yeah, but they'll still the do more stories. Yeah, stuff afterwards. I think of this series. I guess it's the end of the, the series. This iteration. Yeah. Well, this, this, this cycle of 22. This, this time, yeah. So I need to give a story to vouch for Steven and his ignorance about Star Wars. I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, but I've watched all of them and I'm, I'm into it. So when Star Wars, the new iteration came out, I was looking for someone to go with. Steven raised his hand and said, I'll go Star Wars with you. So Steven gets to my house. We're ready to go. I'm fired up. <laughs> And he admits to me that he has never seen any other Star Wars. So I don't worry though. We we found a quick YouTube video that summarizes the other six. And I watched Steven as he very dutifully. I got it. Looked, watched this video for 15 minutes. I pretty much did a super cut of all Star Wars lore, and then he turns to me pretty calmly and goes, "All right, I got it." It was it was real. It was it was a crash course for sure. It was, I felt more prepared for that than I did Game of Thrones. I'm still not sure about this game. It was a real pleasure for me when we were in the theater and the first couple of notes for the Star Wars theme comes on. Everybody starts 
clapping and applauding and going crazy. I look over at Steven. He's gripping the chair because he's terrified of this loud noise that suddenly came out. <laughs> so until I got married, I had never seen any of the Harry Potter movies. I had not either. Or read the books. Really? So that's... Uh, now I'm educated. But for the longest time, I was yeah, I was out of that world where I kind of knew what they were talking about, but not really. I had never seen Harry Potter either, and I made that my 2019 New Year's resolution to watch all the movies. Your New Year's resolution was to watch all the Harry Potter movies. <laughs> John, John, I don't have a, I don't have a son yet. <laughs> so You're about to, and that was your resolution. <laughs> that was. So I, need, I need to go ahead and knock it out in yeah. Q1 before I, before I have my baby in Q2. When, when your kid is born, you'll have some time to watch it. You <laughs> yeah. Know? yeah, maybe so. How, how did, and I know this was you know brought up in a past podcast, but 18 hours a day you were Netflixing. Mm-hmm. Did oh, yeah, this not surgery? How, yeah, that would have been perfect. You could have watched all of them while you were on back surgery. Uh, I needed to watch something funny, something I could devote my full attention to because I was on a lot of pain meds. <laughs> could have been even better. So something else that really shook me to my core was the fact that DeAndre Baker was born in 1997. <laughs> I know this isn't a problem for Stephen and his child bride. <laughs> but Pay you good money, okay? <laughs> question for the table. Is there anything that makes you feel super old or, or what's the oldest you've ever felt when you walked into a situation? I'll give mine first. The oldest I've ever felt was last year going to Athens, going into a bar and looking around and being yeah. like, yep, I am more likely to be here for parents weekend than <laughs> as like a fun, recently graduated it's, alumni. It's depressing. Uh, Anytime you go back to a college bar, it's kind of depressing now. So mine, I remember vividly, it was having to ask my youngest sister, who uh, is a middle school teacher, what a thought was. <laughs> T-H-O-T, thought. I don't know if I know. What is it? That hoe over there. Oh, wow. So I had the same kind of situation a couple of months ago with a, someone spilling the tea. Ooh. Someone was sharing the tea. Did you know what that was? No, I had no idea. I, I was like, what are says. you talking about? And she was like, yeah, like, do you have, you got the tea? I'm like, what? What are you? What? I'm not drinking tea. I have coffee. What are you talking about? <laughs> she was like, yeah, that's like the gossip. Like, what do you like? What's the what's the lowdown? That's what that's what the the new phrase is. Yeah, yeah. the tea. You Got, got that tea? Yeah. How, how much tea you got? <laughs> <laughs> kind of a RuPaul like drag race thing. No, I no idea what she's talking about. No idea. I was like, okay. I can tell by how confidently you're saying this phrase. <laughs> yeah, I'm still not sure. That's similar to me. Like whenever, whenever that Old Town Road song came out, and it was real popular, <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, like every like basketball team after the after they won their game, this sort of like tournament was going to the locker room and dancing to it. I actually felt really at peace with myself and how old and kind of washed out and lame I was. And I said, you know what? Not for me, but I'm glad the kids are happy. <laughs> and if anything, that song taught you was you can get cool again, Billy Ray Cyrus. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. No doubt about it. Like when I go into the store and see that, like, uh, how old do you need to be to be 21 sign? Uh, what the yeah. date is? And it's 2000 or what? I guess it's not quite 2000, but it's pretty close. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Well, that's going to hurt. As old as I ever do feel, I'm always brought back to earth by my coworkers because being 33 in my office, I'm still considered the millennial. So they're always asking me, for instance, I had one coworker today ask me, uh, 
about cold brew coffee because he hadn't had it before. (laughs) (laughs) Change your life. Yeah. You know what you do? You don't put hot water in it. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy what they can do these days. It's crazy. What a time to be alive. Yeah. All right, we're number 13. Are we, and on, are we on the clock? Woo! Christian Wilkins just came Uh-oh. off the board. Wow. wow. So, guys, where do we go now? We don't have anybody left that we really want. What, what, <laughs> we're, are, the, are the Falcons on the clock now? Yeah, they are all on the clock. clock. Let me give you the top ones. Yeah. Who's Juan Taylor, Montez uh, Sweat, Haskins, which we're not going to get, Brian Burns, Dillard, Cody Ford, Metcalf, which I will leave, <laughs> or there's tight, another tight end from Iowa. Even though one's already gone off the board, I don't know why Iowa has so many tight ends. Noah Font, Dexter Lawrence, which if I had to put money on it right now, it's going to be Dexter Lawrence. My guess is... I mean, I guess they could go Jeffrey Simmons. All right, my new guess now is... But I would think you would go Montez Sweat first, right? My, my new guess is Montez Sweat. I, you know, I take it back. I think it's going to be Cody Ford. This pick has the dude has to put I their hand think, in the ground. I think either way, yeah, it's it's got to be it's got to be a, a lineman. Yeah, either way, the pick is in. Oh, the pick is in. All right, let's let's cut into the ESPN feed. Right. Here we go. Exactly. Isn't that what I said? What? <laughs> Card? A guard from Boston College. Chris Lister on everybody's draft board. You had him number one. Uh, so, uh, Eric, <laughs> tell me where he was on your uh, Boston list. College is known for their offensive line players, right? They've historically... Yeah. Um, so, where was he at on um, the top CBS? Let me see here. He's draft. He's, he's the son of uh, a former NFL lineman. Yeah. 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 He wasn't on page one. He wasn't on page two. Wow. He was on page wow. three. His brother is the current center at Boston College. But you know what? This, I can't believe this because if anything, I thought they would have went defensive lineman first. Stevie, so. can you look up where Lindstrom was as best available? If you yeah, I'm trying. I don't know. If you, I don't know if they rate him that low. Um, <laughs> to, 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 <laughs> to your question earlier, he was not at the draft. He was at home with his family. Was he playing Xbox? <laughs> So uh, CBS has already rated this a, a B pick. Wow. Um, hmm. What am I missing? Yeah, which I guess is. I mean, we need help on the offensive which line. Which is true. Not. I would also like to bring up this fact that the Falcons signed in free agency two guards. They weren't anybody who were standout, but they were kind of older veteran ones. And I don't know if maybe they're looking at those like free agent signings as being the stopgap going into Lindstrom eventually kind of taking control. I uh, yeah, so I, I wanted to go over to Twitter real quick just to get a quick reaction. Yeah, sure. I mean, everybody actually uh, from a quick a quick browse here. Ian Rappaport likes it. Uh, Buck Blue likes it. Jake Roos, our, our guy, mm-hmm. with DJ recruiting, he said that he's uh, very okay with it. So uh, <laughs> you know what this is when you're at work. <laughs> it's one thirty p.m. You're almost missing lunch. 
you're hungry and you just go down to the lobby to get a sandwich that you don't feel really great about. I just, I, and you're like, it's, do you think it's kind of a reach fine. though? Like it's if anything fine. you think, you think we would have traded back the pro football focus rankings mm-hmm. on uh, Chris Lindstrom. He was the uh, number three rated guard position uh, player in his position and number <laughs> 51 overall. So we went for a player of need, not best of all. Yeah. We've got three it's new guards. Two. I hope one of them sticks. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah. I mean, Matt Ryan has to be happy, right? More he allowed than only else. four pressures last season at Boston College. That ain't bad. Yeah, but they played in the ACC. <laughs> they um, played against Clemson. Yeah, that was okay. So how many? How many did he allow that game? Was it all four? <laughs> <laughs> Steven, do you have any final thoughts before we go off? Well, uh, our boy Lindstrom here is definitely not the sexiest pick, but hey, I you know I can't ever disagree with with getting someone to help out on the offensive line. Over the past few seasons, that's you know that that's been the weak spot for the Falcons. Yeah, you know, last year the Falcons went best available versus need with Calvin Ridley mm-hmm. with their first round pick. I, I think this year they went with maybe not most need, but big need in an offensive lineman. So yeah, I, I can't be mad at that, especially considering earlier I said. I, I just want somebody with their hand on the ground, and ultimately that's what they picked. I think it's a great summation. I really couldn't say it better myself, so let's wrap it up for Hops and Hot Takes. Until next week, see you later. <laughs>